0: Hello, this is Attorney Susan Ingalls. I am at Ingalls Angle on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me right here on anchor.fm slash Susan dash Ingalls. It's Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush, and you leave thinking like a lawyer. Well, I haven't talked about student loans in a while, and a couple of recent cases have issued opinions that are significant on the subject of federal preemption when it comes to student loans. As you know, the Department of Education and even state student loan guarantee agencies use private servicers. So, just like mortgage servicers, they process the student loan payments, They keep track of the amount due communicate with the borrowers work with the borrowers on repayment plans deferments and so forth also like mortgage servicers there are many reports that these servicers engage in deceptive unfair and even grossly negligent practices and that can cause serious injury to the borrowers Um, and so sometimes when the borrowers seek to Get relief from those types of abuses in court. The argument is used that the Higher Education Act preempts any state law claims uh, that the borrower might have. So these two cases, uh, recent cases, one is in the Seventh Circuit. Um, Back in June, Nelson versus Great Lakes Educational Loan Services, and then uh, in July, Highland versus Naviant Corporation. And in those cases, the courts um, rejected the argument on preemption and allowed the student loan borrowers to pursue their state law claims against the servicers for abusive practices. When you think about how many student loan borrowers there are out there, um, this is, and of course, how many abuses there are, it really opens up a great uh, roadmap for some borrower relief. And one additional item is that student loans cannot be forced into arbitration. So, you do have the right to pursue your state law claims. Um, and as far as what those claims might be, here is a list from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and others of some of the abusive practices. So, you know, listen to this list and think about whether or not you have been subject to any of these bad practices. And those are providing incorrect information about the amount due to repay a loan, processing payments incorrectly, not responding to borrower communications, providing confusing responses when a borrower applies for a lower payment plan. Not offering or processing payment plans that a borrower is entitled to. This is one we see a lot of. Steering borrowers to less favorable payment plans or deterring them from obtaining better payment options. Allocating payments among a borrower's multiple loans to maximize late payment fees because, remember, those are fees that go directly to the servicer, inadequate or misleading statements on how to avoid those late fees. They may add interest and late fees to loan balances during deferred, uh, deferred payment periods when it, neither of those should have been assessed. Also, they sometimes add late fees when payments were made within the grace period and they're not supposed to do that. They also can charge excessive late fees. And the last two are failing to correct inaccurate information that is sent to consumer reporting agencies or CRAs. And then also failing to protect active duty service members as required by law. As we know, there's certain laws that do protect active duty service members and they need to follow those so keep these bad practices in mind when you're dealing with a student loan servicer Um, because you certainly can have state law claims that are not going to be preempted by the federal law and usually um, they're going to be things that are like this they're misrepresentations So, uh, for more information about your rights when it comes to student loans, you can visit uh, nclc.org and consumerfinance.org. This has been Attorney Susan Ingalls at Ingalls Angle, and it's Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush, and you leave? Thinking like a lawyer.